relief factor, pain relief that's natural, pain relief that works, and pain relief that attacks the source of the pain. That's the experience of tens of thousands of Americans who are taking Relief Factor right now. See their incredible video endorsements at relieffactor.com and then order your three-week quick starter pack for just $19.95. That's less than a dollar a day. Find out if it can work for you like it works for me by ordering your three-week quick starter pack today. Relieffactor.com, relieffactor.com. Be the next success story. Let me read you an example of what I mean. Um, and this would be if it was me. If Crowder fails to deliver a monthly content uh, in any month or any of the quarterly content in the corner, including any and all ad reads, and by the way, all these contracts came with three, four, five ad reads per show, which would fundamentally change what this show is. Got to get those dollar-dollar bills. If I failed to do that, it would be a $250,000 reduction in fee per quarter. That is a very unusual post from one of the most popular conservative content providers. His name is Stephen Crowder. He's a comedian. He's been in showbiz since he was a child. And he's reading a contract he was offered, or a term sheet as the industry calls it, out to his, what does he have, millions, two million followers on YouTube? I've got to ask, um, Mr. G, sanity check reading a contract out that you've been offered or a term sheet in front of hundreds of thousands, if not millions of people, it's a little strange, isn't it? Especially when you're uh, getting offered $50 million and you're complaining about it as if you're getting screwed over. Yeah, yeah. Let us unpack that. It's made a bit of a ruckus on the right in social media circles. And somebody who's been rather outspoken, we're delighted to have her on America First right now, one-on-one to do the deep dive on many issues, not just the crowded daily wire fracas, is Lauren Chen. Lauren, welcome to the Salem News Network. Thank you so much for having me. Happy to be here. All right, so you've done... Um, uh, quite quite a in-depth analysis of not only uh, Stephen Crowder's torching of his, his relationship with the Daily Wire, but also the Daily Wire's response. Let's just show a little clip. This is the the man behind Daily Wire. His name is Jeremy Boring, and, and sadly. With that name, this video he responded to Crowder with isn't very interesting. It was a 50-minute video where he read the contract onto the screen and tried to explain or justify it. Eric, let's play a little clip. I still think most people feel like, you know, if you're only working four days a week uh, and you get four weeks off every year and you can pre-schedule even additional time to be traveling by banking episodes, you would at least say, you may think, well, he needed to negotiate that and get it down to 170 or something. Sure, I thought he would, but it's certainly not unfair to expect someone that is making $50 million over the next four years to you know, work 192 days a year. Not the most compelling viewing, but I guess Jeremy thought he had to uh, make some kind of statement. $50 million deal. Uh, Crowder says Daily Wire are on the side of big tech because they would have punished him and taken away his income had he transgressed the censorious rules of big tech. Um, Let's unpack not just this, but the larger ramifications for political discourse, for conservative content provision. First things first. Where are you now? We're what, like three, four weeks down the road from all of this. Um, you, are, you are very unbiased in your original analysis. Have you picked a side in all of this or has it changed? So since I did my video about it, uh, Steven Crowder did do his Timcast appearance, uh, big appearance. I think at the time that I was watching it, there were 175,000 live viewers. So clearly there are a lot of people who are interested in this whole situation. I, I, think, Tim actually, Ca- I think Tim Cast said it was the biggest audience they've ever had is when Crowder came on. I wouldn't be surprised. And I, I actually, and maybe I would love to hear some pushback from you guys. We could talk about it. I've actually landed more on Crowder's side since seeing that. Yeah, interesting. Okay, so so let, let, let's unpack it because I think it has ramifications for you, for me, for anybody who yes. consumes conservative political content. Um, I'm going to give you my take and, and tell me if I'm missing anything or, or why you've taken the decision you've you, you've taken. And by the way, you know Stephen, and I think you know most of the people at the Daily Wire. So these aren't unknown entities to you, correct, Lauren? 
Correct. I've I've worked with both entities before. I've I've met them before. I've actually had job offers from both parties before. So I know how they work internally. I know people who work with both parties as well. So I've heard stories from there. Um, I you know basically in my video that I did talk about the situation, I let people know right up front, right. knowing both the Daily Wire and Steven Crowder, I was not at all surprised that a business between them would not work. I just <laughs> never expected it would, I guess, uh, go south so quickly and so very publicly. Yeah, yeah. And you actually, I think if I remember well, your initial response, you actually cried on air. Because, yeah, it shows me for going live in the morning. Yeah, uh, no, don't do that, ladies. Don't right, let's be sexist here because it's justified. Yeah. Don't go live in the morning, especially if you know one of the parties concerned and you Not have a, a personal idea. relationship with them. And that relationship, for various business reasons, didn't work out too well. You may, you may betray some of your emotional uh, baggage there. But God bless you for being so open and candid. So here, here's a couple of. Um, it, it's really the weird thing is it's hard to pick a side here. It's really hard yeah. to pick a side because, on the one hand, you've got the Daily Wire makes this seemingly massive offer of tens of millions of dollars, despite the fact that, yes, Crowder has a staff he has to pay, and it's over multiple years. And they say, oh, by the way, if you get strikes, if you are penalized by YouTube, which is the monster in terms of video content platforms, if you are penalized in terms of making money, we're going to take that out of the money we are paying you. Which, on the one hand, you go... Well, duh, of course, because if you can't make money with the videos you are putting on YouTube, then why would Daily Wire give you money for something that's not making money? A kind of obvious business approach. But then Crowder's argument, and again, it's hard not to side with him as well. On the one hand, you have cold, hard cash and filthy lucre and you know Daily Wire wanting to make money. And you've got Stephen saying... Well, hang on a second. You're Daily Wire. You're trying to create an alternative platform to big tech. You're making movies. You're creating podcast empires with Candice Owens, my buddy, uh, Andrew Claven, Michael Knowles, uh, Matt Walsh's movie. But you're acquiescing. You're, you're in your contract. You're acquiescing to the censorious restrictions on conservatives, on the monopoly platform that is YouTube. Aren't you strengthening that monopoly position? So it's hard to pick a side, but I'm curious, especially after the Tim Cast uh, interview, another you know, amazing performer who I think has eschewed YouTube and is now doing most of his things on, uh, or not eschewed, but he's doing a lot of stuff on Rumble as well. Tell us what's changed in the last couple of weeks, Lauren. So I, I also want to mention that in addition to watching Steven Crowder's videos, uh, I've or video and appearance, I also have been watching coverage of the issue by uh, Rakita Law, who has done a very good in-depth dive uh, throughout the whole contract, talking about his experience as a lawyer, Robert Barnes as well. He is a contract lawyer. He's seen a bunch of these whole things, uh, and he has also worked with people who have been approached by the Daily Wire. Both of those lawyers are of the opinion that this is not a good deal. So obviously, when people who are not... Because, because of that acquiescence to big tech or for other reasons? For other reasons. I mean, obviously, the big tech issue is something that Crowder seems to be uh, very passionate about. But even just from a financial perspective, and it's not either or here, it could be a bad deal for multiple ways. But even from a financial perspective, this is a terrible deal. I think people who are not familiar with how these contracts work, they hear $50 million. That's so much money. Why would you be mad? And also, like, of course, they're going to pay you less if you earn them less. How could you be mad? But what people don't understand and what Rakita and Crowder have kind of mentioned is that Crowder would be penalized. His money would be cut if he got a strike from YouTube or banned or anything, regardless of how much other money he was bringing in from something like subscriptions, right? So essentially what the Daily Wire contract means is that Steven Crowder is penalized if he brings in less, but not rewarded if he brings in more. And another good point people have brought up is that the Daily Wire contract says that he will lose money and they give a per percentage uh, if he's demonetized on YouTube, but it doesn't give him the opportunity to transfer those, those views to somewhere like Rumble, which Steven Crowder ha has been very successful on it. In terms of a platform, he's been banned from YouTube from live streaming before. He's migrated his audience to Rumble in the past and gotten hundreds of thousands of views. However, the Daily Wire contract, it seems like they only, uh, you know, they only want to make it a partnership rather than him just being an employee uh, when it hurts Crowder. But there, there is no mechanism in there for him to essentially 
try to recoup any losses the company might incur or to share in the success if his show explodes. So that I think is, you know, very one-sided as other people have also pointed out. And one of the things that has made me change my mind was actually reading comments uh, that were on the Tim cast video. I heard from a daily wire subscriber that she was actually subscribed to the daily wire, a paying customer because she was under the impression that by subscribing to their paywall, she was helping Matt Walsh, uh, people like Michael Knowles speak their minds and say whatever they want. She was not under the impression that her money was offering no guarantee forever or for whatever reason, uh, if Michael Knowles were to get a strike. So I think there's also the, you know, the, the perhaps uh, maybe miscommunication for, uh, on behalf of Daily Wire that, yeah, what you're paying for isn't necessarily uh, the ability for their host to say whatever they want. Yeah. Ultimately, if big tech doesn't like them, they will still have their pay cut. So it's essentially, you know, as a host, you're pushing this paywall, you're pushing the subscription model. But at the point that you need it, you're, it's not there for you. It's not enough. Uh, that that kind of uh, that point really uh, it, it made me see Crowder's perspective a lot more. We're talking to Lauren Chen. She is a contributor to our buddy. The superb turning point USA. Follow her on YouTube on social media at the Lauren Chen. All right, if you enjoy the show, don't forget that you need to guarantee that you never ever miss any of our one-on-ones. The easiest way to do that is, of course, to follow our posts, our podcast. The easiest thing to do is to go to Spotify, plug in my name, Sebastian Gorka, America First, leave a five-star review, share the links with your friends, and never ever miss an episode. It does make a difference. If you give us a five-star review, we are going to be fighting those algorithms together. Also, social media, we're everywhere that counts. Please make sure you are following us on Truth Social, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, uh, Parler, Getter, Telegram, Clout Hub. You can watch us. We are at television show as well at salemnewschannel.com and of course my personal substack subscribe today sebastiangorka.substack.com that's my whole name sebastiangorka.substack.com uh, lauren one last thing and then and then we'll move to the strategic level and, and stop talking about individual actors and companies is uh, <sighs> I get the impression I've had a few dealings with Stephen, mostly with his father. Um, I think he does take things rather personally. He may be a good businessman. I think he is a good businessman, but he's not a businessman first. Uh, He is an artist first, I think. As such, he does let emotions drive him quite often, which is fine. It's a character trait. Uh, but there's also an issue here where this is a term sheet, not a contract. And I've signed, you know, multiple contracts in my life. The first contract or the first term sheet is not the thing you ever sign, unless you're an idiot or, or unless they're offering you the sky. It is the beginning of a negotiation process. Here, there was no negotiating process. There was a, you're a bastard, I'm not going to sign this, and then recording phone conversations with Boring that he later uses. So there's there's something a little bit, you know, unrealistic about the approach to a piece of, of written paper, perhaps. Ah, the the term sheet argument. So this is something that Jeremy Boring really and Ben Shapiro as well really tried yes. to emphasize in their videos. It's just a term sheet. It's not a contract. As if the 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 term sheet does not represent what ideally they would have in the contract. Right? If Steven Crowder or some other influencer perhaps wasn't savvy in the business, do you really think that when it came time to sign the contract, the Daily Wire would be like, "Hang on, bro, don't sign this. This is actually a terrible deal. You're no, getting no, screwed no, over." No, 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 no. They no, 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 it's the, the contract, job. So it's no, no, no. That's nobody was positing that that would be the scenario. The real every life, you know, the two parties meet and Crowder says, no, 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 I want 60 million. No, 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 no. We're going to offer you 55. It's a it's a put it. Th- what they're offering is the what they think they can get away with before somebody says, uh, 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 I want an extra month of holiday. Right. Right. But I see, I think that is the sticking point. Like it's what they think or they want to get away with. And I think Steven Crowder was a little bit rightfully insulted that 
his so-called friends thought they could get away with essentially a contract that if things go south for him would result in him having to produce the show and shoulder all the costs without any compensation. People have gone through the contract. If he were to be deplatformed by big tech, he would actually owe the Daily Wire money in addition to still having to provide them with episodes, even though all his Mug Club subscribers would be behind their paywall. So this was a bad deal. I mean, the way that I see it is that just because it's a term sheet doesn't mean you can abdicate all responsibility for what you are proposing. If someone were to, let's say, slip the right of prima nocta into a term sheet, uh, you know, for them to go like, oh, well, it's just a term sheet. Why are you even mad? It's like, okay, well, I see what you're trying to do. Uh, And I also thought, uh, and this is something that my mind was changed on listening to Crowder. I also thought it was a bit hypocritical for the Daily Wire to say, this is just business. This is just business. Uh, But also, how could my friend Stephen do this to us over a business phone call? Uh, You know, you you mentioned the phone call as well. That was a a big mark against Stephen, in my opinion. I'm I'm still not 100% sold on it, but people have brought up Project Veritas does it all the time under the guise of a date or a friendship and it's also Yeah, but, but Project Veritas that does that to catch people. Once the Daily right? Wire tried to say that Stephen called them and was freaking out about them and yelling about money. Right. So. Right. All right, let's let's take it up a notch. Let's go to the 50,000 foot level. Um uh, I, you know, I have very good friends at the Daily Wire. Uh, I I've mentioned a couple of them already. But I have a serious issue given that I do believe we are in a culture war, the mm-hmm. likes of which we've never seen before. It makes the 1960s look like a joke with, you know, the tie-dye T-shirts and flower power. The idea that you create a subscription-based media empire, that's that, that outward-facing identity of which is utterly conservative, in my opinion, you can make a lot of money, and Jeremy makes a lot of money, and so does Candice, and so forth. But it's never going to win the culture war because you are only ever preaching to the converted. Is, this the, is, it, is the future the independent Lauren Trends of the world? Uh, the crowd is doing their own thing and maybe bringing over people from the middle. And does the Daily Wire model even make sense if they, by their admission, say we're in a culture war, Lauren? Well, I just want to be clear all, with all of my criticisms of the way that the Daily Wire does business. And really, I'm talking about uh, contracts here for talent. I'm not sure about the other employees. They do do a lot of good work. Uh, yeah. Matt Walsh, I think, is one of the most important voices around today. What is a woman? That is no, a that, that, that film is a seminal film. I, I'm talking about the subscription-based paywall model that right. is overtly conservative. Well, I think – it's funny because I, I think there is something to the subscription-based model, but ironically, the the value of the subscription-based model would be that it gives conservative commentators a safeguard against big tech should they ever get censored. Uh, so, you know, you have other platforms that do a subscription-based model like The Blaze, who uh, use it actually as I think what a lot of people assume it's intended for, uh, to say that, hey, even if big tech demonetizes us, if sponsors drop us, we still are able to function because of direct support from the audience. The Daily Wire, the way they they apparently are doing business. No, it does not make sense. They're trying to have their cake and eat it too. They're trying to tell people, subscribe to The Daily Wire so we can fight against big tech and so we won't get censored while also essentially telling their hosts that, by the way, if you do get censored, we will cut your pay. So uh, I think their model is confusing. I think a lot of uh, people who were subscribing were under the impression that the reason they were giving up their dollars directly was because uh, they they were ensuring that hosts would still be able to function even if big tech uh, were to penalize them. So uh, yeah, I, I think a, a lot of people are probably going to walk away with this thinking then what is even the point of of the, the paywall if, if we, we are still beholden as conservative voices to whatever big tech deems advertisers friendly she is lauren chen she's a contributor with turning point usa you need to follow her this is her youtube channel it's a little crawl of her youtube channel great videos timely videos you can also follow her at the lauren chen on various social media platforms she's also the owner of something called a leon burger or leon burgers i grew up with Great Pyrenees dogs. If you can't ride the dog, it's not a real dog. Let's throw a picture of one on the screen. Uh, but I also love my Belgian Tervurins today. You get a scale of the dog right there. That is a mighty, mighty dog. No Shih Tzus, no Pekingese here on America First. If you enjoy America First, show it. 
Make sure you wear America first. Make sure you have America first in your pocket. What is he talking about? Our merchandise, our America first gear, everything made in America. The America first challenge coin. You demanded it. We built it. It's got President Trump, America first, and my catchphrase, stay frosty on it. The hottest selling item right now, jointly issued with Chris Plant, is our FBI t-shirt. But this one stands for Fascist Bureau of Intimidation. Get yours today. The latest product is our Elon Musk t-shirt. Hashtag. Twitter files. Are you paying attention? Everything, my books, so much more at sebgorkastore.com. That's S-E-B-G-O-R-K-A, sebgorkastore.com. My pillow is having their biggest sheet sale of the year. You all have helped build my pillow into the amazing company that it is today. Now, Mike Lindell, my buddy, the inventor and CEO, wants to give back to my listeners. The Percal bed sheet set is available in a variety of colors and sizes, and they're on sale. For example, the queen size is regularly $89.98, but now for you, just $39.98 with your listener promo. Order now because when they're gone, they're gone. The Percal sheets are breathable and have a cool, crisp feel. They come with a 10-year warranty and a 60-day money-back guarantee. Don't miss out on this incredible offer. It's a limited supply, so be sure to order now. Call 1-800-829-8468, promo code Gorka, or just go to MyPillow.com, click on the radio list square, and plug in G-O-R-K-A. That's 1-800-829-8468, or MyPillow.com, code Gorka. If you enjoy America's First, support those who make it possible. Great patriots like Mike Lindell. The left truly wants to cancel him. The FBI ambushed him at that Hardee's recently and took his phone from him. Why? Because he's a conservative. Walmart. Walmart have canceled him, refusing to stock his goods. Let's have this man's back and get a good night's sleep as well. There's a reason he sold 72 million. Yeah, 72 million of his my pillows the pillow that never gets hot never loses shape over 150 other items i love the sheepskin line slippers just treat yourself go right now use my name for up to 66 percent off that's mypillow.com or call in the order at 800-829-8468 that's 800-829-8468 mypillow.com promo code g-o-r-k-a all right lauren uh you had a show on crt called Roaming Millennial Uncensored. Got to ask you, because there's a little bit of a, a difference in age between us, where are we in the effort to win the culture war or just to convince people of the veracity of our arguments when it comes to freedom of speech, individual liberty, when it uh, concerns the millennial generation? Uh, Is the Biden administration making it worse or better? Are there chinks in the armor of the ideology of the left? Would you give us a situation report of how you see things? Well, the way I see things, especially when compared to maybe 10 years ago, is that the average person, the average person is a lot more aware of what the progressive far left stands for. And they're a lot more opposed to it. I think, you know, over the past two, three years, people have just gotten tired of the idea that if you don't use someone's preferred pronouns, you're basically a bigot guilty of hate speech. I think think people are tired of cancel culture where, you know, you can be fired from your job for supporting the wrong president or voting for the wrong politician. So if you if you talk to the everyday person, I think the right has made a lot of headway in terms of the culture war, in terms of letting people know that this is what the left stands for. You know, these these are not Christian morals. These are not American morals. I mean, if they had their way, it would be open borders, drag queens in elementary schools. And the average person, guess what, does not support that. However, where things are concerning is that over the same time period, 10 years, while I, I think the left has lot, lost a lot of uh, goodwill among the general population, they have simultaneously really established a stronghold in most institutions. And I think while we're seeing the average person get tired of the left and, you know, start to push back against a lot of this left wing propaganda, we are also seeing that these wokesters, these activists have really planted themselves in positions of power, whether that's government, Hollywood, you name it. I mean, just think about it. 
the other uh, the other month, Joe Biden was speaking to this trans individual who had only been who who did the series uh, Hundred Days of Girlhood on TikTok. You know, the the Biden administration has come out in support of things like transformation uh, gender procedures for minors. This would have been unthinkable just five years ago, but this is actually what is happening in in our institutions, political institutions. So it's it's a strange part to be. It's a strange place to be in, and I think the result is that you know people are more alienated now than ever from things like government from Hollywood and think and uh, basically everywhere in between. Now my, my contention is those things that you mentioned the the extreme tran- transgender ideology the mutilation of children the conversions and what have you that that is the red pilling for tens of millions of, of Americans right. in in my demographic. So if you're older if you've got kids you're going what 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 is Boston Children's Hospital doing? They they're cutting yes. off the breast of a 14-year-old girl. This is in, insane even if you're not religious you'll say hang 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 on this is diabolical. Um, what about people who are 20 years, 30 years younger? Is there an issue you see red pilling the 20 somethings or the 30 somethings? Because I don't see the trans, the transgender thing is, is, is the trendy thing on TikTok. So is there something where people are like scratching their heads and going, yeah, maybe not? No, absolutely. So I, I, I think when it comes to the whole trans issue specifically, if you're around my age or, or younger, you're probably in one of two camps. You think this is a great idea. In fact, you're the one who's pushing this onto right. young students, whether they like it or not, or you're maybe against it. And perhaps you didn't even consider yourself politically inclined. You weren't interested in social issues. But see, the thing is, I think the left in a lot of ways overplayed their hands. We have a lot of people out there who are just trying to live their lives, get to work, provide for their families. But now, whether it's uh, through their kids schooling or even in the entertainment that they watch, they are seeing this whole trans agenda uh, really exploding. And I think, you know, if I, I have a uh, another channel where I just talk about movie reviews, so many comments that I get from people is that they're just tired of this overt politicization infesting everywhere. So, you know, if, if you just have a, a regular TV show and then all of a sudden all of the characters are some sort of new sexuality or gender, the left, I think, is counting on that brainwashing people to their advantage. I think a lot of the time it does the exact opposite and it makes people tired of this message so uh, I, I guess bottom line here is we are also looking at more polarization uh, even even among people like Gen Z you know simultaneously they are the most uh, liberal generation that's ever lived but if you've ever talked to a Gen Z conservative I I, I have to say I would say they're even more right-wing more conservative uh, than perhaps people of your generation. No, oh, they could try to be more conservative, but it's going to be hard to beat us. We're talking to they've Lauren Chen. They've been through Chen. the fire a lot of times with what? the schools. That I said they've been, they've been through the fire a lot oh, of times yeah. that, with that's the schooling true. Like I, they've had to I endure. know that with my children. We're talking to Lauren Chen. I'm Sebastian Gorka. This is America First one-on-one coming to you from the relieffactor.com studios. Relief Factor, if you're in daily pain, if you've tried everything else, You've got to try a product that is liberating half a million Americans from their daily pain, me included. Yes, I had a lower back pain issue that plagued me for nine years, almost a decade. I took Relief Factor, and I was pain-free two weeks later. That should be you. That could be you. There's only one way to find out. Order the three-week quick starter pack for just nineteen ninety-five at relieffactor.com. It'll be at your door in three days or less. Take it morning and evening like I do, and I promise you, Dr. G's guarantee, by the end of those three weeks, you will know whether it works for you like it works for me and 500,000 of your fellow Americans. Call today. What have you got to lose? Nothing except the pain. 800-500-8384, relieffactor.com. That's 800-500-8384, relieffactor.com, relieffactor.com. Hi, everyone. If you've been injured in an accident that was not your fault, listen up. We have legal professionals standing by to answer your questions for free. Call now and find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Call 800-702-5400. I'm here with spokesman John Wolfe. So, John, tell everyone listening who should call right now. Well, Maria, first off, thank you for having me here. It's always nice to answer the listeners' questions. Now, as far as who should call in, anyone who's been injured in an accident and think you deserve compensation, give us a call right now. 800-702-5400. You'll find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Thanks, John. You heard it, folks. Take advantage of this opportunity and call now. 800-702-5400. Advertisement sponsored by Legal Help Center may not be available in all states. She's also got 
a movie review channel. We do that every Monday. It's called Making Movies Great Again with my buddy Chris Coles. You should definitely catch our reviews. We celebrate toxic masculinity, especially the movies of the 80s. Lauren, tell us, uh, where can people find your movie reviews? Sure. You can find my movie reviews uh, on Facebook. They're just under Lauren Chen, my general Facebook page, or on YouTube. They are on the Mediaholic channel. So that's Mediaholic, like alcoholic, but for Mediahol. Mediaholic. All right. What's the last thing you reviewed? I believe the last thing that I reviewed was the horrendous, just truly terrible Velma series <laughs> on HBO that not only race swapped, but also sexuality swapped. Is it, is it, is it a conservative ploy? I've heard some people say it's so bad, it's got to be a conservative troll. Part of me has wondered that because it's just very hard to imagine anyone, even a, a far left liberal progressive, who would think that this is good content. And actually, the next video I have coming out is a review of Bros, which has been t- touted as the first gay rom-com. It's it's a tough competition as to which show or movie is actually worse. But uh, essentially, in a lot of the videos that I do over on the media channel revolve around the idea of me watching it so you don't have to. Uh, I have to ask you, have you watched the um, Last of Us uh, um, zombie TV show? No, actually, I I haven't. But I've heard that it's surprisingly good, or at least that's what a lot of people are saying. It was for the first two episodes. And then on Sunday, episode three dropped in a 70-minute episode. Not joking. I watched the time. I was watching it with my 23-year-old son. In the 70-minute episode, 53 minutes were an, uh, a homosexual uh, love story between two grown men who get naked and have sex. In a, in a zombie TV show. Of course. Fif- why, why else would we want to watch well, Why else would you TV tune into a computer game based if on zombies? If not for the gay sex. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right, I want, I want to see a review from Lauren Chen. It is Mediaholic, Mediaholic. Check it out right now. All right, we don't have much time left. Um, I just want to uh, talk about your interesting background because uh, you were born in Canada, raised in Hong Kong, uh, studied political science uh, with a minor in Middle East studies and Arabic. How on earth did you end up doing reviews of Velma on Facebook? <laughs> Well, as as you can see, I'm using my education to uh, do the good work of making wrecked feminist videos. <laughs> um, but I, I, I kind of came about YouTube a very strange way. I graduated poli-sci BA, hot shot, as you know, uh, but I ended up working in HR as most poli-sci graduates do. And I really just started making YouTube videos for fun as a hobby. I've always been interested in things like film and uh, a video as a medium. And I was strangely lucky enough that eventually I ended up getting enough support where I was able to make YouTube my part-time job and then eventually full-time job. And I think it's now been six years that I've been able to do content creation full-time. And I'm, I'm very blessed to be able to do something that allows me a lot of freedom and that I actually genuinely enjoy. And I mean... It has been sad with Trump gone. There's been a lot less content to make. But uh, thankfully, the progressive left, people like the Young Turks, HBO, Velma, they're doing me a a good favor, giving me a lot of content possibilities. There's a lot to talk about. Don't worry. The boss will be back. He's already back. So uh, you will have more content that you know what to do with. Um, Me and CNN just out here hoping for that. I know. But when CNN gets, you know, 400,000 viewers of an evening and we get 3 million listeners here, you know, there's I don't know how long they're going to last, Lauren. I just don't know how long they're going to last. Let's let's help out our viewers, some of whom may be in, you know, in the demographic that's interested with this. Uh, Podcasting is a is a, a perilous um, environment. 99% of podcasts and YouTube channels fail. Uh, what, what, is, what is the secret? Is it the lighting? Is it the uh, Japanese cherry blossoms uh, in the painting behind you? What is the advice you would give to somebody who wants to sally forth into the environment, into the industry that you have been so successful in? Well, actually, I get a lot of people contacting me saying I would love to dabble in content creation, even if it's just as a hobby. What do I do? I think the best piece of advice is just to do it. I have so many people who say I'm thinking about starting a channel. I want to do this. I know it's it, it can be intimidating putting yourself out there, but you know, you're never going to build a following if you don't actually put out content. And I think that's the hardest thing for people to get through is just make the content. Your first video, you know, after your fifth video, you're going to look back and think that's terrible. How could I... I 
even thought that this was good, but you're going to get better as time goes on. And definitely don't overlook the importance of things like lighting, like sound quality, and of course, SEO. Though I will say that it's, uh, you know, it's a lot harder to get started than when I was just beginning because now, of course, the algorithms, they favor things like authoritative sources and there's a lot more censorship, but it's still, it you are still able to break through, I think, if you, if you have something valuable to say, and especially if it's a trending topic that people might be searching for, they, they could still find you. So give it, give it a shot. And there's two major philosophies when it comes to being a, a content provider or creator of, of video content or podcasting content. Uh, one says, think of an audience uh, and, and what the audience is interested in. And the other says, no, 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 you can never think of the audience. You just have to go with what you love. Which one do you follow, Lauren? Honestly, I, f- I feel like I have to do a little bit of both because I'm someone who I, I would love to, you know, sit down and watch a two hour long video about exactly the economic reasons why university uh, education has exploded in cost. That's I, I'm interested in that. I've done videos about that. They have performed very, very poorly. Uh, so, I, I, you know, I, I definitely I understand the people who say, well, if there's not an audience for it. But at the same time, I think if you're not passionate about it, people are going to be able to see that and it's not going to translate into good content anyway. So hopefully you can find a middle ground there where it's something you want to talk about and it's something that people want to watch. But hey, even if nobody wants to watch, it might still be worth it to make it just because you're in interested in it. And ultimately, I think the internet has really warped our sense of what success is when it comes to finding an audience. You know, people might complain, oh, my YouTube video only has 50 views. I mean, think about it. If you were to do a real life exhibition and 50 people came, I don't think you would be complaining about that. That is still something. In university, you know, we spend weeks working on a paper that might be read by one or two people. So, uh, you know, just because there aren't tens of thousands or hundreds of thousands of people watching it, that also doesn't mean you don't have an audience right because uh an audience of 10 20 people that could still matter build it and they will come i think is the line from the movie follow her right now lauren chen the youtube channel mediaholic as well the lauren chen i'm sebastian gorka this is america first one-on-one coming to you from just outside the insalubrious fetid rank malodorous swamp that is washington dc from the relieffactor.com studios relief factor pain relief that works pain relief that's real pain relief that's liberating half a million americans right now me included but it's not just me it's people like debron from massachusetts this is debron's story i just started taking relief factor four days ago my hip pain is gone i had a horrible time sleeping because of the pain i absolutely love how i am feeling thank you relief factor just those words my hip pain is gone whether it's your knee your back your hip whatever it is give it a try order it right now it's just 1995 go to relieffactor.com the three-week quick starter pack will be at your door in three days or less take it morning and evening like i do and i promise promise you dr g's guarantee by the end of the three weeks you will know whether it works for you like it works for me debron and five hundred thousand of your fellow americans you deserve to know if you could be the next success story you've waited long enough what are you waiting for the only thing you're going to lose is the pain Give it a try right now. Call 800-500-8384, relieffactor.com. That's 800-500-8384, relieffactor.com, relieffactor.com. Uh, two questions left. We're almost out of time. This has flown by. Thank you for, for joining us today, Lauren. Uh, first things first, you have done something which is remarkable. Like Stephen Crowder, you're, you're independent. Is it exciting to be independent or scary? Um, I think it's a bit of both. And, you know, throughout my time on YouTube, I have had contracts, affiliations with not only CRTV, but also Blaze TV. And I'm going to be doing another show with Blaze TV going forward. But throughout it all, I've always maintained my own YouTube channel to have that independence. And I I think it it can be a lot of fun. Uh, You know, as we are seeing with Steven Crowder, sometimes the big networks, they they can offer a lot, but they can also ask for a lot. So having your own platform like I do, it just ensures that, hey, uh, you know, even if I, I do something and I get canceled, even among conservative circles, at least I have the ability to speak directly to people. And there's, there is a security in that, definitely. All right, Blaze, make sure it's a good term sheet, okay? We don't need another fracas with somebody who has a following uh, like this lady. Make sure that Although that would be a great way to maybe kick off the show in terms of promotion. No fake fracas either, okay? Just give her a good term sheet. All right, last question. Uh, a lot of people who are 
in the conservative movement, uh, influencers watch the show. President Trump is a is a guest frequently. What is your message for the next two to five years? What is it that those who love liberty need to focus on more or perhaps are getting wrong? What's your advice to, 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 to this cons- burgeoning conservative movement? Well, I think a, a good rule of thumb is that if the swamp creatures like Mitch McConnell, they don't like what you're doing, it probably means you're on the right track. Don't take advice from losers who essentially turned an entire generation off of conservatism. And I would say also don't overlook cultural issues. I've been talking about things like the transgender craze for about five or six years. And I remember when I did, I would get a lot of people saying, well, this isn't a, this isn't actually happening. We need to get back to the real things, what people care about in terms of tax policy. And don't get me wrong, taxation is theft. But I think what we are seeing, especially what the governor's race in Virginia, is that these are actually issues that matter to people. Culture matters. And I think the right has been neglecting culture for far too long. And that's why, you know, when when a conservative actually does engage on culture and also policy, someone like Ron DeSantis, someone like President Trump, that's why it's so effective. And that is why the left hates those people so much, because they know that they're actually the ones who pose the greatest threat to them. So I just, you know, as a voter, if you see that the left is constantly attacking someone, odds are they're a pretty good person to vote for. And that, you know, that's definitely true of the likes of President Trump. It's a saying we had when I was in the White House. If you're being lambasted every single day by the establishment, whether left or right, you're definitely over the target. And Andrew Breitbart tried to warn us everything, politics included, is downstream from culture. Guys, get serious. Understand the importance of culture and listen to this lady and subscribe to her show. Uh, She's on social media at The Lauren Chen. The channel is Lauren Chen on YouTube as well as Mediaholic. Do yourself a favor. Listen to somebody who's an independent voice. I'm Sebastian Gorka. This is America First. Wherever you are, whatever you're doing, keep your head on a swivel. Watch your six. Hold the line, never give up, never give in, and stay frosty. Our fathers brought forth upon this continent a new nation, conceived in liberty and dedicated to the proposition that all men are created equal. I know not what course others may take, but as for me, give me liberty or give me death. The world will little note or long remember what we say here, but it can never forget what they did here. I have a dream. Ask not what your country can do for you. Ask what you can do for your country. Mr. Gorbachev, Tear down this wall. I can hear you. The rest of the world hears you. And the people... And the people who knock these buildings down will hear all of us soon. And we will make America great again. This... Is America First with Sebastian Gorka. Has the FBI conducted any searches of any other locations associated with the president that you or the White House is aware of? Uh, look, I think we're providing information as this goes on and answering questions about the, the search activities as they've been happening. I don't want to speak too much to the DOJ's practices in an ongoing investigation. So I can say, you know, that, that we have cooperated fully. The president's personal attorneys have provided information to DOJ. We've addressed openly and directly the uh, searches that were conducted uh, first at the president's Wilmington residence and then today. I think they're taking him down. That is White House counsel addressing the press corps outside the West Wing. Oh, greetings. I should always do that first. Sebastian Gorka, this is America First on the Salem News Channel. Another search of a Biden residence, this time his beach house in Rehoboth, where the FBI under DOJ orders searched the building today in a very strange way because it's not very redolent of what happened at Mar-a-Lago. Let me read to you the statement from Biden's 
personal attorney, Bob Bauer, not his White House counsel, starting to get a little bit hot for the president. Quote, today, with the president's full support and cooperation, the DOJ is conducting a planned a planned search of his home in Rehoboth, Delaware, wrote Bob Bauer, personal attorney for the president, in a new statement, quote, under DOJ's standard procedures. Oh, this is just standard. I mean, uh, hey, Eric, you worked for the U.S. government, didn't you? For a brief but long enough period yeah, of time. Yeah, when, yes. when you thought you could escape us, you, you, you went into the Trump administration. Oh, you, oh, once we've got our claws in you, you can't escape. Uh, it was standard. I mean, you, you had your apartment searched by FBI agents for classified documents, right? I mean, that was just standard, right? It was so often I ended up on a first-name basis with someone. You, you, you just gave them the keys and the, and, the, and the code for the lock, right? I, I should have had them sign it as a you know, co-tenant on my apartment at that point. <laughs> okay. Um, under DOJ's, back, back to Biden's personal attorney, Bob Bauer. Yeah, look him up. Under DOJ's standard procedures in the interests of operational security and integrity. H- hang on. Operational security? What, what are you talking about? I, is Biden running agents in, in Kabul right now? Are you protecting the sources and methods of some clandestine walk-in that the Trump administration, the, the Biden administration is running out of Joe Biden's Rehoboth Beach home? I mean, are they, are they keeping the, the, the code word documents under the towel stack on the deck? In the interests of operational security and integrity, it sought to do this work without advanced public notice. Oh, ha- this is this is fascinating. So listen to what Bob Bauer is saying. The DOJ sought to search Biden's beach house without advanced public notice, and we agreed to cooperate. So that means Biden was given advance notice, but the public wasn't. Hey, Jeff, weren't we promised that this is going to be the most transparent administration in American presidential history? (laughs) Yeah, exactly. We're getting that. (laughs) Oh, we are getting something, but I don't know if we're getting that. So they warned Biden, so he knew in advance, so he could send his agents, he could send his lawyers to all his properties, put in a burn bag anything they found, put them back on Hunter's laptop, but the public, the public would not be warned in advance. Do you understand what's going on here? They raid Mar-a-Lago in vehicles full of armed agents, gun-carrying agents, who told, we had them on the show, told President Trump's lawyers they're not allowed to be in the building as the FBI is rooting through Melania's underwear drawer. The lawyers weren't allowed to stand next to the federal thugs and make sure they weren't planting anything, that they weren't stealing anything. Instead, with Biden, who's some of these documents date from when he was a senator, a senator. That's over a decade ago. Instead, the DOJ gives Biden a heads up, says, hey, hey, uh, February 1st, we're going to come to your house. Make, make sure all the stuff's gone. You know, the stuff you gave Hunter on Ukraine and China, make, make sure you took it out of there, okay? The search today, this is back to Bob Bauer, the search today is a further step in a thorough and timely DOJ process. We will continue to fully support and facilitate. Well, how thorough can it be if you did this, when was it? It was what, Jeff? It was the week before the midterms, right? The first raid in the house that Hunter was renting for $49,000 was in, in November, right? Yeah, it was like six or seven days before. All right, so we are in February now, and they were searching Biden properties, not Joe Biden properties, it's Hunter Biden, that garage with the Corvette was actually in a house rented by Hunter Biden. That was November. But this is a, ti- quote, timely DOJ 
thorough and timely DOJ process. And we will continue to fully support and facilitate. Well, yeah, as long as you get heads up from, you know, main justice, as long as they, they get on the secure phone to you know, Ambassador Rice in the White House and say, hey, two weeks from now, we're, we're going to go to the Delaware place and, and then we're going to go to the Rehoboth place. When do you want us to be there? We'll be there, oh, I don't know, 11 a.m. Is that, is that good for you? Is that good for Hunter and Joe? We will have further information on the conclusion of today's search. Now, that was this morning, allegedly. Alleged, I mean, I posted it on all my social media. You've got to be following me. As soon as I get news like this that's breaking, I post it everywhere. You've got to be following us. If you want to be on top of what's happening in America, you've got to follow us. We're everywhere that matters. Truth Social, Twitter, Facebook, Parler, Getter, Telegram, Clout Hub. You can watch the show live. Yes, the video feed at SalemNewsChannel.com. And then we have unique content on my Substack. You need to be, you need to be following us everywhere. That's SebastianGorka.Substack.com. SebastianGorka, one word, .Substack.com. But I, as soon as I heard this morning, it was, I don't know, 11 a.m. or something. I posted it on all my social media feeds. And then... Uh, I think as we were prepping for the show, maybe 90 minutes ago, the report was no documents were found. What the hell do you think would happen if the DOJ, if Biden's employee, Merrick Garland, the attorney general, has his thugs at DOJ tell Bob Bauer, Biden's personal attorney, hey, we're not disclosing this to the public, but we're going to come to Biden's summer house in Rehoboth on February 1st, then what, what, what do you think you're going to find? You think you're going to find, you know, Hunter Biden in flagrante delicto with three Russian prostitutes sniffing, uh, you know, smoking crack on the pipe that he left in the rental car that he crashed, leaving his dead brother's AG badge under the seat as well? God, this city stinks. Are they getting rid of Biden? Sound off. Tell me what you think. 833-33-GORKA. That's 833-334-6752. Right now, there is a hearing being held in Congress, uh, Jim Jordan, on the open borders, on the travesty that is DHS under uh, Alejandro Mayorkas. We'll keep you posted on that. We've got amazing guests all through the show today. Make sure you are subscribed to the show. It's very easy. Go to Spotify, go to Apple, go to wherever you listen. Plug in my name, Sebastian Walker, America First. It's absolutely free. We guarantee that you'll never miss any of our one-on-ones. Leave us a five-star review and share the links with your friends. We'll be back after these messages. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.